thank you for joining us. The Word of God is clear. No matter what is going on around us, we should not fear, but trust in God because He is with us from our beginning to our end. There is no wiggle room here. Either we trust God and take Him at His Word, or we do not. The Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. To acknowledge Him in all our ways, and He will direct your paths, no matter what. Have Bible pen and paper handy, and listen closely as Pastor Rander teaches us today. Praise is so critical to driving away your fear. When you're fretful, you need to think about the songs that will strengthen you. Blessed assurance Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. You ought to think about songs that says, have faith in God. Uh, Another song, I trust in God. All these songs also revive us and renews our strength and help us to be strong and not fretful to the glory of almighty God. Praise your way through. And when you praise your way through, God be so honored that he He breaks all of those things that come against you, whether it's doubt, whether it's a lack of faith, whether it's fear, whether it's worry, whatever it is, God will take care of it when you verbally praise God with all your heart from your lips to the glory of almighty God. Number seven, as we get ever so near the return of our Lord, We should become excited and not fearful because the scripture is being fulfilled as the days grow worse. Let me just say that again. That is so huge. As we get ever so close to the to the return of our Lord, we should become excited and not fearful because the scripture is being fulfilled as the days grow worse. Allow me to give you a few examples. A. As we get ever so closer to the coming of Christ, there will be an increase in lawlessness. There will be an increase of lawlessness, the likes of which we've never seen, which is a sign that Jesus is ready to return. Second Timothy chapter three, verses one through five says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Lawlessness, 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 lawlessness. This is a lawless society. They can't build enough jails to hold people because society is just lawless, lawless. Beloved, what Paul warned Timothy over 2,000 years ago is a reality today as we look around and witness these very sins listed here in this passage unfolding before our eyes. These very sins that Paul was telling Timothy is, is rampant all around us. 
in the society in which we live. So an increase of lawlessness is, is one of the signs of the time and one of the signs that we're ever so closer to the coming of our Lord. Uh, B, there will be a rise in apostasy. A rise in apostasy. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 3 says, Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. First Timothy chapter four, verse one also says, now the spirit expressly says that in the later times, some will depart from the faith. Look at that. Some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Apostasy is a spiritual defection. What is apostasy? It is spiritual defection. It is spiritual abandonment of what we once professed. It is spiritual abandonment of what we once uh, professed. Apostasy is a falling away. Apostasy is a total desertion and a departing from one's faith and even the Lord's church. Your people serve faithfully in Sunday school. Youth ministry, serve faithful in the church, and greeter, usher, music ministry. And you look around four or five weeks later, or maybe uh, uh, two or three years later, they don't say I'm, I'm gone. They just disappear. And you find out they who knows where. And they just stop and have no desire. Some don't even go to another church. They just abandon the Lord's church altogether. That's apostasy, my friends. A genuine believer continues and abides in Christ regardless of the times or difficult days in which we live. Let me say that again. A genuine believer continues in the faith. A genuine believer abides in the faith, remains in the faith, passionate about the Lord, passionate about the work of the kingdom. Regardless of the times, regardless of apostasy, regardless of uh, difficult days uh, in which we live. Should one who claims to be a Christian depart from the faith, he was never a genuine believer to begin with. You you say, well, what about Shirley or Joe or John or whomever? They were here, but but they're gone Uh, They lost their salvation. No, they didn't lose their salvation. They never had it. They never had it. (laughs) Should one who claims to be a Christian depart from, from the faith, he or she was never a genuine believer to begin with. And to substantiate that, 1 John 2.19 speaks specifically to that. That great verse from the beloved apostle John says, they went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belong to us. Now that's 
very, very concise and clear. Another indication that we're in the last days and Jesus uh, is almost back is that there will be an extreme, there will be an extreme increase in persecution of Jewish people. There will be an extreme increase in persecution of the Jewish people. Revelation chapter 12 verse 17 says, and the dragon was enraged with the woman and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Throughout biblical history and even today, beloved, Jewish anti-Semitism has always been on the rise and will intensify around the world as we near the return of Christ and we will see it even intensifying even more during the tribulation period after the rapture. There will be an extreme increase of persecution of Jewish people and we see it in America, we see it in Europe, we see it uh, all over the world. Satan hates the Jewish people and he will go to any length to destroy them as well as Gentile believers who love the Lord Jesus Christ. He hates us as well because we belong to the king, the Lord Jesus Christ. Then another sign that that it won't be long before our Lord return is that there will be an increase in scoffers and blasphemers who will be mocking, desecrating, and reviling Christ and his word. There will be an increase in scoffers and blasphemers who will be mocking, desecrating, and reviling Christ and his word. Second Peter chapter three, verses three through four says, most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, there it is, in the last days, scoffers will come mocking the truth and following their own desires. Verse four, they will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? In other words, Jesus has been gone for over 2,000 years. They were mocking. Oh, he's not coming back. Y'all doing this in vain. You're nuts. What happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. Revelation chapter 13 verse 6 also says, then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God. Even in Revelation, they'll see all these cataclysmic things and, and God will send uh, the gospel out through uh, 144,000 Jewish evangelists dispensing the gospel. There'll be an angel in the sky sharing the gospel. Uh, the, 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 the saints will have been raptured, but the Bible will still be here and people will... Even at that time, seeing all these phenomenons, they will shake their fists at God and hate him even more instead of repenting and coming to Christ. Revelation 13, 6 says, then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle and those who dwell in heaven 
We know we're in the last days because of what the scripture has already said. As we look around, many people have no reverential fear of Christ. Many people, multitudes have no reverential fear for the name of Jesus. There are many across the world who have no reverential fear for the word of the living God. The movie industry ridicules and blasphemes Christ. It can also be seen and heard on talk shows, college and university campuses, and even in liberal seminaries, theological seminaries that are really teaching doctrines of demons and liberal churches that have gone way out there, far from Christ. Matter of fact, they're satanic in nature, wearing a religious label, but they are not of God. He stamped Ichabod on them. This is why there must be a coming day of reckoning upon all the evil perpetrated against Christ and his word. E, it is evident that we are so close to the return of Christ because multitudes are proud in their sins and refuse to repent, which will result in God judging the world with plagues. Let me say it again. It is evident that we are so close to the return of Christ because multitudes are proud in their sins and refuse to repent, which will result in God judging the world with plagues. Beloved, the coronavirus is only a precursor of the things to come as we draw ever so close to the return of Christ. I hate to frighten you, but you haven't seen anything yet. Revelation chapter 15 verse 1 says, Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven, look at that, last plagues. For in them, the wrath of God is complete. Also, plagues are nothing new. People are frightened. People are nervous about uh, this virus that's sweeping the world, killing folk all across the world. But I submit to you today that plagues are nothing new. If folk would read their Bibles, they would know that. <laughs> In the book of Exodus, Pharaoh and all of Egypt experienced plagues from God because Pharaoh hardened his heart and refused to let Israel go. God struck Egypt with the plagues. What plagues? The plague of water turning to blood. Exodus 7, chapter 7, verses 14 through 24. Uh, God sent upon Egypt and Pharaoh Uh, The plague of frogs in Exodus chapter 7, verses 25 through 8, 15. The plague of gnats, Exodus 8, chapter 8, verses 16 through 19. The plague of flies. But listen, this man was hard. Ooh, he was hard. Exodus, Exodus chapter 8, verses 20 through 32 is the plague of flies. Uh, Then there came the the plague of pestilence of livestock. Exodus chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. Then you had the plague of boils. Boils on everybody. Boils on Pharaoh. 
And that rascal still wouldn't yield. Boil. We get one boil and we have a fit. These are boils. All the boils on your feet. Boils on your side. Boils on your rear end. Boils in your head. Probably boils on your tongue. You know, probably b- 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 busting over with pulse. Let's just make it grotesque. And you know you messed up if you can't yield. By then, Pharaoh should have been saying, I surrender, I surrender. I'm hurting, I'm paining, I'm pussing. <laughs> Exodus chapter 9, verses 8 through 12. Then you got the plague of thunderstorm, of hail and fire. Exodus chapter 9, verses 13 through 35. I wonder what that was like. Can you imagine? We just hear one big thunder boom, and we just jump out of our, out of our socks. You know, boom, and we just, whoo. But can you imagine loud thunder, thunder the likes of which we've never heard, and it makes the very ground shake, and lightning zigzagging all over the place. And that, that lightning wasn't just lightening up the sky. I believe that lightning was doing some striking. Thunderstorms, hail, and fire all coming down as a plague. Then in Exodus chapter 9, verses 13 through 35, you got the plague of locusts. Some ladies uh, get scared of one butterfly. But can you think of millions and millions of swarming locusts? You open your door and 120 of them come in your house. You pull your cover back and they, you lay on something and it's crushing and something is rolling down your neck and under your nightgown. Look at look how y'all acting out there. Uh, plague, plague, plagues all over the stove. I mean, all in the car. You know, all get 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 down your neck and moving all around, making sounds and little and flying and and, and you you your skin get all squirmish. Locusts, uh, Exodus ten one through twenty, and then the plague of darkness for three days. They didn't have ever-ready batteries and flashlights back then. You couldn't use a, a cell phone and hit the little thing and it lights up. Wasn't none of that back then. This was a, a darkness from the Lord. It was so dark that you could be right in front of a person and you couldn't even see him. I mean black dog. I mean God wouldn't let the sun shine. God wouldn't let the moon shine. God wouldn't let a star shine. It got thick dog. I mean dog dog. Dog, dog, dog. You wake up in the morning, it's dark. 12 o'clock noon is dark. 6 o'clock is dark. 12 o'clock. You don't even know what time it is because it's dark. Next day, wake up, dark. You lose all concept of what's going on. You just, you just in the dark. Can you see yourself stumbling and don't know where you're going? And, and you, is a sense of confusion and misdirection because of the thickness of the plague of darkness for three days. Exodus 10, 21 through 29. Then you have the death of the firstborn. Exodus 11, 1 through 12, 36. The first one, God says, okay, I'm tired of you. You think you hardball? I'm just paraphrasing. Now, God said, you don't know who you're messing with. <laughs> I'm going to show you who has the last word. And he calls that death angel to move. And everyone that didn't have that blood, which symbolized the cross and, our, and the Messiah coming to shed his blood for our sins, didn't have that blood on these posts and, that, and, that, and on that cross beam. When that death angel 
would come. If it didn't see the blood, it would come into that house and take the firstborn. If a house had the blood on the doorpost, it would just go right. Judgment just ride right on over. Exodus chapter 11, 1 through 12, 36. Beloved, listen at this. Anyone who fights against almighty God is fighting a losing battle. Anyone, absolutely anyone who attempts to fight against almighty God is fighting a losing battle. The surest way to be delivered from plagues is to humble ourselves, crowd to God and repent. Also be mindful, the same God who took care of Israel in Goshen. Goshen didn't have the flies. Goshen didn't have the darkness. I mean, when it was dark, they can look down and see light in Goshen. Goshen didn't have the locusts. Goshen didn't have the gnats. God had a protective covering over his people. And I submit to you, right in the midst of this coronavirus, God can put his protection over you and keep you in the midst of the virus. Do I have any witnesses out there? We can be in our own Goshen right here in America. So be mindful, the same God who took care of Israel in Goshen will take care of believers who trust and obey Christ in the midst of an out-of-control virus. Finally, number eight, embracing and resting in the promises of God will remove fear and bring comfort to troubled hearts. Embracing and resting in the promises of God will remove fear and bring comfort to troubled hearts. May these following scriptures, scriptural promises, uh, comfort and encourage your hearts. Luke chapter 1 verse 30 says, Then the angel said to her, Do not fear, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Let me tell you something. You want the favor of God upon your life when you're in the midst of a crisis. Isaiah 40 4, 2a says, thus saith the Lord who made you and formed you from the womb, who will help you. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant. Philippians 1, 14 says, and most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Second Chronicles chapter 32 verses seven and eight says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid nor dismayed before the king of Assyria, nor before all the multitude that is with him. For there are more with us than with him. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people were strengthened by the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Luke 12, 4 says, I say to you, my friends, don't fear those who kill the body and after they can do nothing more. Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. And finally, Psalms 34, verse 4 says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my 
fears. I love that. Psalms 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I submit to you today, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be afraid. Trust God. Trust his promises. And be assured that in times like these, God, the one and only true and living God, will take care of you. And all God's children said, amen. Amen. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for the word of God. May it bring peace, the peace of God, the comfort of God, the blessed assurance from God. May it encourage hearts. May it renew hope. May we verbalize our praise. Help us to think in victory. Help us to take every thought that is satanic in nature to take it captive. Help us to realize that these things that's with us and around us are just signs of the times. Nothing catches you by surprise. You are on the throne and you know exactly what you're doing. Though what come what may, you will take care of your children. Help us not to be like the disciples when you oft time told them, oh, ye of little faith. Father, give us an increase of faith to see the unseen, to, to, to not be afraid, to encourage those who look disheartened, confused, perplexed. Father, help us to bless people with the scriptures and minister with our words. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, God bless you. God supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory and his will for our lives. Therefore, we have no need to fear even through trials, tribulations, and the coronavirus. We must stand firm on God's word, which commands us to be of good cheer, for he has overcome the world. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.